Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. When I first heard that song, I thought to myself, that song belongs in church. And you might think, that song? That is a song about empowerment. That is a song about being able to be empowered to live life and not be overwhelmed and overcome by the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that often come directed at us from outside. Not only that, but the ones that are generated from inside the words that others might say about us or that we might say about ourselves that are patently false and untrue, such as, you don't count, you don't matter, you're not good enough. All of it lies. Because the truth is that every single one of us is an individualized expression of the creative magnificence of the universe. And sometimes it takes us a while to harden ourselves so that we might accept the truth and not let anything else in. Anything else we may have been told. There's violent imagery in this song, to be sure, but sometimes it appears that we do violence to ourselves, and sometimes we actually do with our words and even our actions, and sometimes it happens from outside. But when we remember the truth of who we are, without hubris, but rather humility, then we can begin to realize we've always been titanium the strongest weight to strength metal in the world, one of the most valuable. And we have the capacity to be fully present to all that life is and not be knocked down because of that. So yes, that to me is one of the most powerful church songs I've ever heard. And every time I hear it, I feel the emotion build within me because I have a tendency sometimes to forget and I need to be reminded, need to be reminded of my inherent strength and capacity to keep moving forward. Perhaps you share that same experience or if not, you might know someone who does. Titanium. So how do we develop this consciousness of titanium? Well, I think it really depends on how we see the world in the purpose of life or how life is supposed to be lived. You know, too often, I think we buy into a Madison Avenue image that we're supposed to be happy all the time. Plaster on a smile. There you go. We were talking about this, as a matter of fact, in the metaphysical group today. We look at social media, and everybody's happy and smiling. Everybody must have a better life than mine. I can't believe this. What's wrong with me? I'm not happy all the time. Good grief. What do I do about that? Well, you know that last week, well, last, this month, a couple weeks ago, we were at the Chautauqua Institution in, in New York. 
One of the speakers was a young woman from Washington, D.C., Emily Estefani Smith, almost doctor, as she kept being called because she's finishing her doctorate. She wrote an amazing book. You see the cover of it there behind me. And her proposition is that trying to be happy all the time is absolutely unrealistic. And it's not going to work. Because believe it or not, life is going to happen. Believe it or not, something bad will happen. Something sad will happen. And if you need proof, just drive on I-95 from here to Fredericksburg. <laughs> there you go. The most annoying stretch of road in Northern Virginia. It used to be I-66. I don't know. I think 95 from here to Fredericksburg has totally taken the cake. And I see heads nodding. You know. We know. We're not always going to be happy. Her proposition is that if we want to have a titanium life, if we want to have a fulfilling life, then rather to seek to have happiness all the time, there's nothing wrong with being happy by all means, and please, I hope you are, seek first to have a life of meaning. Meaning. You see, she, as she pointed out in her lecture, happiness is skin deep, but meaning goes clear to the bone. Or as I've sometimes heard it said, you can survive any what as long as you have a why. What's meaningful here? What's important here? What's valuable here? You know, in life, there, there is huge positive good enough to go around for everybody. Our central focus in unity is understanding that we live in an abundant universe and there's more than enough good to go around. The challenge is that sometimes we don't always access that. And yet, at the same time, all the news tells us there's an epidemic of loneliness. How can this be if we are so interconnected? But it happens. Life happens. But when we are seeking to have a leaf of meeting, even awful things that happen in our world can be conduits of grace. There's a very lengthy story. Well, there are several lengthy stories in our Hebrew scriptures. Genesis chapter 37 to 50 tells the story of Joseph. Joseph was his father's favorite, which is kind of a bad position to be in if you have 12 other brothers. And uh, they were not happy about this, so they decided we're just going to settle this problem. We're going to sell him into slavery. He was sold into slavery, had a whole bunch of awful things happened, ended up in prison, but he did have a gift. And his gift was dream interpretation. Somehow or another, through a chain of events, he was able to interpret somebody's dream. And the word got up to Pharaoh. Eventually, he was brought in and made Pharaoh's number two man in charge. And because of his ability to interpret dreams, he was able to save all of Egypt from famine. He became very wealthy, very prosperous, very successful individual. And eventually, in the story, saved his own family, and there was healing that happened. Long story short, he had a why. His why was to keep going. There must be something more than this suffering I am experiencing for me. He found meaning in his life. And there are all kinds of stories of people who have survived this, that, or the other thing, or demonstrated resilience and found meaning but if Joseph had thought that his purpose of his life was to be happy, he would have been in a really bad way. But he did find a purpose. 
So what do we talk about, what do we mean when we talk about a meaningful life or having a life of meaning? According to almost Dr. Estefani Smith, she says it's really about connecting and contributing to something beyond oneself. Connecting and contributing to something beyond oneself. Whether that's through your volunteer service, through your family, through the church, through any number of organizations, or through any number of activities that you can do that connects you with something bigger than yourself, but intimately includes you, and to be conscious of that, and to nurture that relationship and that way of being. So in her presentation, she presented and posited four different ideas that will help us all to lead, lead living a meaningful life. The first one is belonging. Belonging. Belonging means to be involved in a relationship in which you are valued intrinsically, meaning you are there and valued just because you're there, because you matter, because you have worth. And you're in this relationship with this other person or these other people, this other organization, because you value and appreciate them as well. You see, we can choose to cultivate a culture of belonging by simply being willing to listen to the stories of others. And that really grows if they are willing to listen to our story, to simply listen without an expectation, without a judgment, simply listen for the value of having the gift of someone else's vulnerability. One of the most foundational human needs that we all have is simply to be witnessed, to be seen, not to be judged, not to be fixed. Belonging is a way in which this happens. In our chaplain training this weekend, we talked a lot about that and the fact that our chaplains are trained to hold and, and maintain what we call safe space. Safe space is embodied in the words of our opening song, you're welcome here, and I'm welcome here. We belong. The second idea that she brought forward that helps us to create a life of meaning is purpose. Purpose is identified as a goal or value that orients your life and drives you into the future. I've got something to look forward to. And this can come from everyday experiences. It doesn't have to be some big save the world from itself dramatic purpose. But something that is meaningful to you, something that says, yes, this is why I want to get up today. This is important. It may not be important to anybody else. It's important to me. I will do this. I will be this. I will contribute this. Purpose emerges from within us. And we may all have been acculturated in different ways with different expectations. You know, in our family, this is what we do. In our church, this is what we do. In our culture, this is what we do. And if that works for you, fantastic. But it may not work for you. There may be this voice of spirit within saying, it's not me. I need to take the risk and do the thing 
that is called for from within my very being. And sometimes folks come from a supportive environment that says, yes, do that. I like to think we at Unity are that supportive environment if you didn't have it at home. And sometimes it comes from hitting rock bottom and you realize, you know, there's only one way to go, and that's up. But as Thoreau said, the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. Let's not do that. We don't have to do that. But sometimes we have to take the risk to do the thing we never thought we could do, but there's something within us that will not let go until we follow our purpose. And also be aware that over the course of our lives, our purpose focus will change. And so it's important to know when to say when and reorient ourselves to a different direction. But as I once heard, Reorienting can sometimes be disorienting. Let it be okay. As long as you're listening to the guidance of spirit within, you will see the signs and you will know what's yours to do. The third element for developing a meaningful life on a consistent level is to experience and have something sacred that matters to you, a sense of transcendence having those moments and creating the space to have those moments in which you are connected to something that is ineffable, something divine, something bigger than yourself. These are some of the most meaningful experiences in our lives, and many of us get those from being out in nature, just walking with the trees, walking beside the rivers, being the bird in flight. And we get those when we are deep within ourselves in that temple of the Most High that we carry with us all the time. That is the truth of who we are. When we simply choose to be open to something bigger than ourselves. The mystics and the sages of all ages and traditions have said this is possible to know your connectedness with all things all the time in these moments that are so powerful and life transformative. And as we would say in unity, normal. Normal. Because they are. Our various and sundry spiritual practices open those doors for us. It, I'm getting a little static from my mic. I'm aware of that. And the final thing is storytelling. Storytelling. Well, who doesn't like a good story? You know, I've shared before that who said that, you know, we should change the way in which we uh, fairy tales end. You know, the line that said, and they all lived happily ever after. Did they really? The speaker said, you know, it is more appropriate to say, and they all lived happily even after. <laughs> you see, it makes a difference because you all know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you've all had the awful thing happen, I have, and some of them I've even done. The important thing is the story we tell ourselves about our lives.
the story you tell yourself about how you came to be you. You see, storytelling can be meaning-making. And so we have to ask the question, is the story you are telling yourself about your life moving you forward or keeping you stuck in the present moment or worse than that, dragging you back to the past consistently? The human memory is hardwired to remember the negatives. This is a survival technique. Serve the cavemen and women really well. Because if something bad happened, you don't want to repeat it again. Especially if it involves something that has a lot of teeth and is bigger than you. But at what point do we move forward, focus, and decide that the negatives aren't really the final line about who I am. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people and they will tell you their family story over and over and over and over and over and over and this is why I am the way I am. Thank you for sharing. Do you want to have a different story? Is it possible that in all of that history, anything good happened? Is it possible that in all of that story, there was anything positive and truthful? Is it possible that in that story, you could write a different ending or decide to edit some parts out and put the other parts in that were there all along? Because I often tell people, you know, we, we watch the news and I reference it a lot, that the news stories, those are the exceptions, the absolute vast majority of things that happen in the world are positive and they're normal and they happen all the time. The kindness we share to one another, the grace that we experience, the beauty that's all around us. But we can watch the 24-hour exceptions channel and make that our story. We do it to ourselves individually as well. So the question that she posed for us is, are you willing to revisit your story with a critical eye and ask yourself, is it possible that anything could be changed? Not to disparage or deny that stuff did in fact hit the fan more than once. But there was more to your life than standing in front of that fan. You know, our culture can shape the stories we tell ourselves and they can be positive or negative. You can look at extremism in the form of political extremism or gangs. There's a story that provides meaning. Or you can look at those who are committed to service work and making the world a better place with joy. There's a story. What's the story you want to keep repeating to yourself over and over and over again? Because that becomes the lens with which you will see the world. And it will either help or hinder you in living a meaningful life. In being able to find the good even when challenges are upon you. To find your strength in the midst of hard times. And to savor the blessings and the joy that is all around us. And to realize how very copious amounts of that joy are, are to be experienced and shared. That's the way in which we can guide ourselves into living this titanium life.
Titanium is so powerful and so lightweight. Titanium resists corrosion. Titanium can create an airplane or a new joint. We can have that same consciousness if we choose to by focusing on creating a life of meaning. So four quick, easy questions to ponder this week as your homework. Number one, where do you belong? Where do you feel safe? And are you willing to offer belonging to others? Everybody belongs somewhere. It's a matter of how willing are we to love. Number two, to what purpose or purposes are you being called? And maybe it is in your full-time, well-paid job. <laughs> That's great. You can get a twofer on that one. Maybe it's in your volunteer service. Maybe it's in a variety of things that just bring you joy. Grow those things. Make those more of a priority. Number three, where do you experience transcendence? And how willing are you to open yourself and avail yourself of the sacred? What are the practices that you engage? And where do you experience these moments? And if they come to you spontaneously as they do for many people, I invite you just to say thank you. Thank you. And lastly, what's the story you tell yourself about yourself? If you're not happy with the present storyline, then hit the period and start a new chapter. You can do that. Have a blessed and beautiful week, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.